Hi everybody, uh, Pastor Gale here, and I am joined by Ken Ray. Yeah, and we're here to talk about the book of Obadiah, uh, the 21 verses of the book of Obadiah. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the, let's see, fourth last, I guess, there's three more books in our Bible in a year, so we're drawing close to the end of our, our very long Bible in a year uh, sermon series slash focus in the church, and that's great because then we don't have to read the Bible ever again. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, re, read other stuff. Right. I'm not sure what. Right. It's good that we're not recording this. War and peace, something or other. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we're in the book of Obadiah today, and like I said, it's 21 verses, so we don't have a lot of reading to do before this weekend, which is All Saints Day, by the way, mm-hmm. um, this weekend. Uh, kind of an interesting choice for, for All Saints Day from Dr. Dieterding, who put this together. Uh, but there is... Uh, some good time of the end sort of things uh, in the book of Obadiah, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, very briefly, um, as far as the book of Obadiah goes, it's it, it's kind of hard to uh, kind of hard to do much dating of the book of Obadiah because there it doesn't give us too much in the way of uh, clues. It's alluded to that it's probably after the destruction of Israel um, and that's about what we know. Yeah. Uh, I think the best dating puts it shortly after 586 or 587 is, depending on who you ask, is the date of the fall of Jerusalem. And the idea is probably what happened was the Edomites were responsible for maybe grabbing some of the Israelites who were trying to flee the destruction mm-hmm. of Jerusalem. And that's why he's so mad at the Edomites, um, who you may gather this from the book uh, but in, just in case you don't, who are the descendants of Esau, uh, the brother of Jacob? And he uh, he mentions that um, I don't know, I don't remember if he's ever like explicit about it, but it it, it comes through yeah, in uh, the book. Well, he calls them brothers every yeah, once right. in a while, which uh, yeah. which has yeah. has some connotation, but uh, but it, it it's kind of interesting when you look at that book and then look at all of the different countries that it talks about Mm -hmm. how pretty much all of them were related in some way shape or form and uh, and I know one of the things I had showed uh, had Edom as the I guess in Hebrew Edom means red oh yeah I think that's right Esau had all the red hair and stuff like that so that's what so I guess we call it Colorado instead of Edom (laughs) right did it that way because the same type of thing but uh, yep yep yeah uh, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, it, it, I don't know if this is a good word, but it, like as I was reading this, Ken, the word the word grudge came oh, up yeah, a lot definitely. in my mind. Yeah, they, it, Obadiah definitely does not like the people of Edom. Yeah. And, and he's not alone. I mean, uh, you know, Jeremiah was not real crazy and mm-hmm. a few of the other prophets uh, talked about it. And even in Psalms, there's, there's a, one of the... 137, I think it is, talks about Edom and how it's going to be completely destroyed mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So, so they weren't real, real, real good friends. I mean, you know, right. it's a, a massively dysfunctional family, I would say. Yeah. Like a lot of the families in the Old Testament are dysfunctional. Right. And, um, but it's just obviously the, the result of sin 
mm -hmm. that is in the Old Testament and in the New Testament and right. in right now and all of the stuff. That's what the problems that we have is uh, with families is because of the sinfulness in the world. So. Right. You know, it's interesting that you say that the fam the dysfunctional family stuff because it it like as you were saying that I was thinking to myself, well, you know, they're they're we go everybody back to Adam and Eve, of course, mm -hmm. and so we're at, on some level all okay, okay. It makes sense that there's these family connections uh, among these people who lived so much longer before we did, but you can also kind of expand that the other direction and say, well, humanity in many ways is just one big dysfunctional family right. yeah. <laughs> uh, with borders and wars and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we, all, we all want to think that we're better than the other. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I can remember way back when Dallas first came on and yeah. people talked about how, well, you know, watching a show about a bunch of rich people and we're like, well, you know, yeah, those rich people have lots and lots of problems. So, it, you know, right. we're better than they yeah, are because yeah, yeah. we don't right. have all of these problems. So, yep. uh, but uh, yeah, but I, I, th you know, pride is a big thing with in the book with talking about Edom, the fact mm -hmm. that they were, they yeah. had a, you know, they felt like they, they were in the cliffs. They had cities that were built into the cliffs. Mm -hmm. And so they were impregnable. So they thought nobody was going to, attack them and be right. able to conquer them. Yep. And so because of that, they figured that they were better mm -hmm. than, than the people. And I, I guess in some respects too, if, if with following the story of Jacob, uh, with Esau and Jacob and that type of thing, from our perspective, from the Judeo-Christian perspective, mm -hmm. yeah. we're kind of thinking, oh, well, Jacob is the good guy, Esau is sure. the bad yeah. guy. From Edom's uh, from the people there, their perspective, yeah, it may be completely mm -hmm. opposite. Right, they thought that that Esau was the one that was um, was tricked, and our well, I, Isaac, I, I get some of them mixed up, but Isaac was the one that was tricked by his wife. Sure, right, yeah. and yep. uh, and gave the blessing to. Um, to uh, Jacob as opposed to going to Esau, but of course the reason for that is because Esau got hungry, right, and sold his birthright for a bowl of porridge. Yeah, and yep. it's been really good porridge. Right, I think it's supposed to have been red porridge. So maybe <laughs> that's the reason why he liked it. But, but you know, it 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 kind of goes in what your perspective is, mm -hmm. which side that you look at. Yes. and uh, but. This was a lot of years later. These guys held a grudge for a very, very, very long time. So Hatfields and McCoy type thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and isn't it interesting that that uh, that you know we have the story in Genesis, and it doesn't end with anger on the part of the two of them right. at all. In fact, there's this really beautiful scene of reconciliation in Genesis 33 or 34. I don't remember which, but uh, where they come back together after Jacob's been at the Jabbok River and and. Uh, uh, there, you know, it's so cool. It's one of my favorite scenes in the whole Bible, but you know, it doesn't that doesn't necessarily last generations afterwards. Right. Well, and then and then what is it? Right after that, Jake uh, Esau invites Jacob to come to Mount Seir to his place, and he says, "Okay, yeah, I'll come, but my animals are tired, so we'll wait." And then he goes a different direction. Oh, so yeah. he's <laughs> kind of right. like, yeah. "Yeah, oh yeah, I'll go," but so he was still very suspicious yeah. of what right. Esau might have have planned, and maybe rightfully so. Yeah. 
Who knows? Didn't know the man. We'd have to right. ask Pastor Willie. He might might have known that. Right. I don't know for sure. So. But. With the pride stuff, like, so we get, of course, the perspective of God uh, through the prophet Obadiah as far as, uh, uh, you know, who's found favor in the eyes of God or who God has chosen to, to bring his promise about through. Mm-hmm. Um but there's a sense of justice here also. You know, certainly this one is uh, calling out Edom, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't think Obadiah would pull any punches against the Israelites either. It just so happens that when he's writing, you know, it's like pastoral ministry. Um, the answer that you give to something depends on where the person is. You know, right. do I speak law to this person or do I speak gospel? And in this case, Law was what was necessary to the Edomites. Gospel was what was necessary to, you know, the Jacobites or the Israelites, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. Um, and, and in doing that, there's this this sense of reversal, especially at the beginning of the book, you know, that uh, pride goes before the fall, sort of thing, right? right. Um, yeah, and and also I think he's calling them out for what. They did. I mean, they when Babylon when Babylon came, they sided with Babylon. Yeah. They became an ally of them because they figured, well, this is this is the winning side. Yeah. So I'm right. gonna we're gonna we're gonna hook up with them. Mm-hmm. And then not only did they do that, but when the remnant was fleeing, when right. the refugees were leaving Jerusalem, then they came down and attacked those refugees right. too which is definitely not something that nice people do to other people. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's, so I think uh, Obadiah definitely has a legitimate reason to come at these these people because of the fact that, you know, um, and at this point too, uh, Judah hasn't come back from exile. So they're really in in a bad place too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Right. Edom isn't right now. They're going to be, but they right. they aren't right now. But uh, uh, so it, it it makes sense for them him to be talking to Edom about you know don't, yes. don't get so puffed up on yourself because yeah. you did bad things and what you do is going to come back to haunt mm-hmm. you absolutely sometime in the future. So, but. well, and bear, it, it's important I think for all of us to bear in mind that we're we're uh, uh, in, you know while. While it can easily come off like what I said, which is grudges, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at the end of verse verse four, you know, he doesn't say, um, "This is what I think, you bunch of jerks," or something like that. He says, uh, "Declares the Lord." Right. Uh, Naum Yahweh is the Hebrew, and it's all over the place in mm-hmm. the Bible. It's the the big prophetic sort of period at the end of the sentence that says this is, I mean, this is the word of the Lord, what we say in right. church, right? Well, I mean, the very first verse, the vision of Obadiah, meaning this yeah. is a vision from God. So, I mean, he's saying these things and maybe he's agreeing with everything that he's saying, mm-hmm. but he uh, he knows that, you know, this this is coming from God and that God is going to, God is, I, I don't want to say get back at Edom, but, but there's judgment justice. is going yeah. to be there because mm-hmm. of the fact that they they have not followed not only you know they all came from Abraham Abraham mm-hmm. you know followed the Lord and but these guys 
didn't. Right. Where they followed false gods, mm-hmm. and they and now they're following the god of their own making. Meaning, we have pride because of where we live, and mm-hmm. that we're we're so much better than everybody else. We haven't been conquered. Right. Um, yep. Yet. We yeah. haven't been conquered as far as that goes. But uh, yeah, uh, one of the things that is really interesting to me um, that I I guess I probably someday, somewhere way down the road knew this, mm-hmm. but um, all of these lands, the land of Edom and the land of uh, Moab and the and were actually given to these people by God. Hmm. And in... Uh, one of the areas in Deuteronomy or Exodus or something like that when Joshua is, uh, or when they're coming into the land to to uh, going to Cana, first of all, they wouldn't let them go through. Moab wouldn't. and, and yeah. uh, But they said, you're not supposed to run these guys out like I'm telling you you have to mm. run out all of the people because yeah. I gave this to Esau, right? And I gave this to Lot, and Moab and Ammon are the the sons by incest with Lot's daughters and mm-hmm. Lot, and so. But he gave it to Lot, and so that was a promise that God made. Mm-hmm. No matter how screwed up these people have made of their life, and how horribly these lands came into being. Mm-hmm. God made that promise, mm-hmm. and He's going to stick stick right. to that promise. And He is He's telling the the Israelites, you know, you need to leave these people alone. You can't run them out of this land when you have. Now, right. Later on, I think they did conquer those areas. Sure. But, but uh, they didn't run them out like they were supposed to do the Canaanites. So. Right. But but to me, it all really came back to the fact that God made a promise. Even though it was yeah. a promise that the people didn't follow up in keeping God's word, mm-hmm. but He made that promise, and He's going to continue with that, right? Which yeah. is good for us too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because uh, He promises us salvation in heaven, and right. uh, we screw up and don't follow what what we're supposed to do either. Right. But God's promises are God's promises, and so mm-hmm. they're always going to be true. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, wh- one theme that we get to here, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that we've probably touched on it at some point in the Bible in a year thing because we've done uh, most of the prophets now. We've got two more to do. Uh, but verse 15 um, uses the day of the Lord language. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, that's another, just like, um, just like the declares the Lord, or it's actually an utterance of, of Yahweh is probably a better way to translate it. Uh, in other words, God is saying this, I'm not. Um, but just like that, the day of the Lord stuff in verse 15 is, is another big prophety sort of way of talking. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's an important phrase in the prophets. And what it always looks, the, the, the meaning behind it is the, the day of, uh, if you said it was the day of you know, the day of the United States or something like that. It would be one of two things. It would be the day when the United States conquered or the day when the United States was conquered. So it could be a positive or a negative thing. Mm. And the day of the Lord um, is, is looking forward to uh, the day when God conquers, the day when 
you know the the resurrection ultimately. Right. Right. But also interestingly, looking for it looks forward to uh, some smaller days of the Lord that lead us toward that, uh, like the return from exile or um, the Exodus or something like that. Um, and ultimately, uh, it's not only the new creation, but the or not only the final resurrection, but the death and the resurrection of Jesus also is mm-hmm. the the day of the Lord. So. When you when you run across that language in the prophets, um, that's really ultimately what it's what it's talking about is is the last day, the final resurrection, the new creation, uh, God's conquest over over all things and all evil. Um, it, you'll notice in Obadiah that he uh, he he follows that up with some very specific language, mm-hmm. um, and that's important to note too. It's it's not just something way in the future. There's also these smaller fulfillments, uh, kind of on the road. But don't let the specific language kind of fool you. You know, it's not just talking about uh, when they're going to possess all the lands that I can't really pronounce in right. verse 19. Yeah. It's Ultimately, they're going to possess those lands because the whole earth, the whole new creation, oh, right. belongs to God and is given by God to His people. Yeah, because I know He talks. Uh, he kind of switches gears uh, after I think verse 15. Yeah, that's right. And is not so much talking about just Edom, mm-hmm. but He's talking about all nations. Yeah, exactly. That Christ is going to be the Lord of all of the nations, mm-hmm. not just Edom or not just. Israel, yeah. it's it's going to be so the the um, that victory that is going to happen is going to be the victory that ultimately we're all looking forward right. to. Yes, because of the fact. Now I was uh, when I read through this uh, the first time was right after I listened to you guys' podcast on First Thessalonians. Oh yeah, which also talks about the day of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it is definitely a theme that seems to repeat and repeat and repeat itself yes. all the yep. way through scripture. And when you consider how many, you know, years ago this was written right. before yeah. Thessalonians was mm-hmm. written, um, you know, the same same language and the same meaning for that language yeah. is, is still there. Exactly. And, uh, which another reason why God is always is the same mm-hmm. today tomorrow yeah is going to be the same so uh, but uh, and then i think verse 21 definitely i mean that's where it all kind of comes back to the gospel yeah it's that's like right law all the way through 20 mm-hmm. and then poof right 21 you get the gospel about yep. the savior yep um, that um, that he'll rule the and his kingdom and the kingdom shall be the lord's so so there is going to be a savior there's going to be a savior for judah for at at first, yeah, you know you're gonna have um, what is it, Cyrus letting yeah. them come back, right? But um, and there's that salvation that means Edom is not gonna be bothering them anymore, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. But ultimately, in the end, it's it's all about Christ and all about yep. his his kingdom and what's going to happen. There. Absolutely, yeah, but, for sure. Well, that's a good note for us to kind of wrap things up on, I think. there Again, not much to the book of Obadiah in the sense of words, but theologically pretty rich. Um, I'll give you, I, we've got four things to take away this time. I trimmed it down from five since it's only 21 yeah, verses. Well, I figured that'd I be okay. That, so. <laughs> uh, the first one is uh, the, the reminder that justice, justice will be served, that God is a God of justice, and uh, uh, his, 
talking about on the day of, of the Lord, the repayment. Um, it's helpful, I think, for us personally because the New Te- Testament tells us uh, that, well, the Old Testament as well tells us that vengeance ultimately belongs to God. It is for us to uh, to forgive, to reflect Christ. Um, and so I find that helpful in remembering that uh, it that when I forgive somebody who's really wronged me, it's not just that I'm sort of letting it go and that they quote-unquote get away with it, but rather I'm turning over justice and retribution to God uh, and letting go of it myself. Uh, so that's thing number one, I think, and you'll find that towards the beginning. Justice will be served. And, and the other thing is, you know, notice that he calls out Edom's actions a lot. And so I think the other takeaway for, from Obadiah that's kind of up that same vein is what you do here matters. Like your, your actions on earth actually make a difference. Uh, the choices that I make and how I deal with the people around me, uh, that's not nothing. It's not just, uh, well, I'm saved by grace, so who cares about anything I do in this life? Because mm-hmm. I'll be dead one day. Um, no, it, it does make a difference is the message of Obadiah and of Christianity in general. Um, number three, uh, new creation is coming, and that's that great note of gospel uh, here at the end of the book of Obadiah, uh, that, that new creation is, uh, um, is you know, just over the horizon. Mm-hmm. We're going to sing uh, For All the Saints this weekend, uh, and my favorite line in that whole hymn is, uh, when the fight is fierce and the warfare long, steals on the air the distant triumph song. And I think that's so cool, the idea that just around the corner we have the resurrection and the new creation. And even while we're in this life and it's very difficult sometimes, uh, that's just around the bend. Right. You know? right. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, the... Uh, 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 the power ultimately belongs to God. And, and you pointed out, Ken, that the the gospel message in 21 is kind of where he leaves the the, the book. And the, especially the last line, mine's broken up into three sort of strophes. Mm. And the last one is, uh, the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Uh, and it's a short book, though it is, it's a great book to end, or great uh phrase or verse to end on mm-hmm. that power ultimately belongs to God. So. And you wonder in some respects whether Obadiah really wanted to end it that way because I mean he really just wanted to smack down Edom right. here right. And, but God was kind of like no we're going to end it like this. Yeah. And, right. Know, because it's 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 mine. Right. You know, yeah, I'm right. in control of yeah. it. Not you. So yes. you. That's the way it's going to be. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right, well, um, thanks everybody for joining us for Obadiah. I hope you enjoy the 21 verses. We've got 22 minutes on the podcast, so uh, yeah, you get a couple bonus minutes. Oh, there you go. Or we can try to edit it out. (laughs) Yes. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you in church.